0: Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Cheeseheads.
1: Get on your feet. It's curd and lawn. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's Sparky Fiber, 1250 AM The Fan. You follow me on Twitter at Sparky Radio. Ryan Horvath uh, had his computer crap out on him, so he is on the phone this week. You follow him on Twitter and Ryan Horvath. Check him out. Weeknights, uh, Bet MGM Tonight with Trister Crick and Nick Ashu. Plus, check him out Saturday mornings, 9 Eastern, 8 Central, on all of your BetQL radio affiliates uh, as he takes you uh, tailgate to kickoff on all the big college games for the weekend. Gives you his advice, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. Uh, all that fun stuff locally in the Milwaukee area. You can listen to that at 8 a.m. on 1250 a.m. Central uh, on Saturday mornings. Uh, Horvat, I, I want to go over some of these Devontae Adams comments. ahead uh, of the Packer Raider game, he talked uh, uh, with some people. I got this from the Matt Schneiman piece uh, in The Athletic, some of the quotes that he had. Uh, Adams said, we ended in a good place talking about the Packers. I still not frequently, but I still speak to the front office guys over there. I checked in on Matt LaFleur in the offseason, hit him up on his birthday. All the coaches over there, I love the ones that are still there. The players, obviously, they understood the situation as well. So it wasn't some big, crazy breakup that people thought it was. Obviously, it felt like just because everything seemed good a week ago. And then obviously I was gone. But a lot of love and respect, mutual love and respect between the Packers and I. Uh, are you surprised uh, that all is good between Devontae Adams and the Packers?
2: No, not at all, because I think they did right by him, right? They traded him where he wanted to go. He wanted to go back home. He always wanted to play for the Raiders. He wanted to be closer to his family. He wanted his family to see him play ball. And uh, he you know, I, he probably felt a little disrespected because he wanted to be the highest paid wide receiver a year prior. Didn't get that done. But I think he also probably is a realist and understands the business, right, that he was approaching 30 years old that the packers didn't really know the future of aaron Rodgers, and it was kind of it wasn't time to move on but like they weren't going to do that deal i think they should have done the deal but yeah that doesn't surprise me especially like him saying that he has a good relationship still with the coaching staff because you know i think like will and rogers still have a good relationship as well i never thought that there was any beef there uh and Devontae was always the perfect teammate talked about this a little bit last night on our show you know like Devonte Adams man I don't think anybody in the leagues worked harder than Devontae Adams remember when he came into the league he's completely changed his body every year he puts on a little bit more muscle yet people calling for his head year one year two because he had problems with drops worked harder now he's become one of the best wide receivers if not the best wide receiver in the league so that doesn't surprise me I think Devontae's a class act and uh, that's why I felt so bad for him last year you know when like that like tailspin was happening where he was losing games he pushed the cameraman and there was all that stuff happening because that's not Devontae that's not his character he's a class act
1: yeah no doubt about it and you know the other thing too about this with Devontae Adams uh, is what he could have meant to Jordan Love had he stayed here how much further along would Jordan Love's progress have been at this point Ryan
2: yeah and like that's what we talk about you know because Jordan Love you know, this year is all about evaluating Jordan Love and next year is all about evaluating Jordan Love seeing, you know, what you want to do with that contract. Is he your quarterback of the future? And, you know, we like the pieces. We like Christian Watson, except he's never really healthy. We like Romeo Dobbs, you know, but he's young. We like uh, Jaden Reed. He's having a ridiculous rookie season, you know, for the snaps that he's played. But yeah, I mean, you want, to evaluate your young quarterback with weapons around him, You know, one of the better receivers in the league with his all-pro offensive linemen. So, you know, Jordan Love, I keep joking, not really joking, but saying, like, he's almost been set up for failure here uh, the last couple weeks. But, yeah, I mean, you would have really done with Devontae Adams. Because the one thing about Devontae, too, Sparky, it doesn't matter who his quarterback is, right? Aiden O'Connell last week, Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr on a down year, Brett Hundley that one year when nobody else performed except for Devontae Adams, that's how good he is. So you would have loved to see him play with Jordan Love, you would have loved that for a young quarterback.
1: Devontae Adams went on to talk about how the whole thing ended. He said, quote, it was obviously a lot of limbo with Aaron and his situation, deciding what his future was going to be like playing football, let alone on that team. So it wasn't really a risk that I could take at the time. Talking about staying in Green Bay long-term. And it was a decision that had to be made, Adams said. But had Mm -hmm. they made the correct offer or submitted something like they did right before I left, that I would have 100% been there for another year. And then we would obviously see what happened had it moved forward. But at least for that upcoming season, I would say, yes, I would have been there. Now, see, to me, I don't know how you read that. To me, that's, okay, I would have signed the contract, played one year, and then if I didn't like what I was seeing with Jordan Love, I was going to demand a trade to the Raiders. That's how it comes across to me. I don't know how it
0: comes across to you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
2: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Same, same. And I also, like, don't blame Devante, though. You know, I mean, I move away from home all the time, and I, you know, these like, here's the other thing that people don't understand with these guys. Yeah, is one of the best professional athletes on the planet, but he's also a human being. You know, he probably misses his family, misses his parents, misses, I don't know, you know, like wants his Grandparents. yeah, wants his kids to be around his parents more. And, yeah, you could say, well, he's rich. He could fly home whenever he wants. But, like, these guys, I mean, you saw that with Rogers, man. Rogers, yeah, he went home or he went wherever he went for the offseason. But these guys are in Green Bay six, seven months. You know, you're there for OTAs. You're there for training camp. And uh, I get it, man. And also, like, Devontae's a West Coast kid. He wanted to be back on the West Coast. It's Wisconsin. We love it. We We love the Midwest. It's not for everybody. The cold weather is not for everybody, man. Like, you know what I mean? So I don't really blame Devontae. And yeah, I mean, I, I think he felt a little disrespected. You got to remember, too, that offseason, everybody was due up, all these star wide receivers. So he wanted to be taken care of. And the Packers should have taken care of him because they probably would have got a good deal, right? You saw what Tyreek ended up making and all those other guys.
1: Yeah, no, they, they should have. Uh, and they did it because – they didn't know what their salary cap situation was going to look like between Bakhtiari having to pay Rodgers yeah. and then it, uh, paying Adams. Like They really may have screwed themselves that they paid Adams first. They may not have been in the position uh, kind of going forward with what they wanted to do. I, I don't know. So Devontae Adams, uh, that was asked about uh, dealing with Jair Alexander because, again, he's never had to face him outside of practice. Uh, we're not going to be lined up across uh, from each other every play. He's not going to follow me probably every single place. And that's just by their defensive scheme. I move around a lot in different things like that. And it's just really not how the game is played too much these days. You don't really see one guy just going wherever a guy is because it gives up a lot of tells of what the defense is doing and just the way that they scheme. So the times that we'll have will definitely go and compete. I didn't create that monster, but he definitely turned into one. So it's always good to see a player, especially a highly touted player like that, get drafted the first round and then realize his potential to live up to it. So it's fun to see, and it's definitely going to be fun to play against them. Jair said, it's pretty evident that Devante is the best in the league. I could go on and on, but he's the best. I'll leave it at that. Uh, your thoughts on Devontae versus Jair uh, in these one-on-one matchups?
2: And just a mutual respect right there just Devonte being nice i think like when it comes down to it Devonte knows damn well they can't match up jair man on man against Devonte adams because jair will get absolutely cooked yeah i, agree. I think jair is one of the i think jair is one of the better corners in the league and i know at practice you know they would go back and forth and sometimes jair would get Devonte, and sometimes Devonte would get jair i think in a game you line up Jair man on man against Devante all game long. Devontae is going to finish with double digit receptions, you know, 150 plus yards, two touchdowns. You're going to have to get some safety help up top. I don't necessarily love the safeties for green Bay, but you just can't play Devontae and man. So I agree with everything that he said. And I still like Jair, man. Like that's not a knock on Jair. I don't think there's many corners that can defend Devontae Adams. I don't think, I think very highly of Devontae Adams. I miss Devontae just as much as I miss Rodgers, man. And uh, so can't wait to see the matchup. I don't know how much we're going to see of the matchup. The only knock I have on Jair, since the shoulder injury, looks like he really shies away from contact the more I watch the All-22. Can't really blame him, man. You know, you miss a whole year, you come back, and hard injury to come back from. Can't be really throwing that thing around. But Jair doesn't look like he's about that He's about that life anymore when it comes to. Uh, you know, a, like stopping
1: he, oh, stop. He wasn't about that life last year either. You said last year like, during he, this he, podcast, he, and Jair Alexander makes a business decision on that play. I mean, he's not been yeah, a contact you know, guy to begin know. with.
2: Right, right. But he, I mean, like, even less now than when he hurt the shoulder. So, um, yeah, like, advantage Devontae, in my opinion, but yep. it's going to be a fun matchup. And it's funny to hear Jair like give flowers to Devante because Jair crap talks everybody else, right? Oh, he's nothing. He ain't that good. Even former teammates. Remember like EQ? He was like, he's no good. I was shocked that he caught the ball. And I was like, whoa, you used to play with yeah. this guy. Yeah. Well, there's
1: no argue. Devontae Adams is really, really good. I mean, I, I think that's yeah. easy.
2: Yeah. Don't poke the bear.
1: Right. Exactly right. Don't poke the bear that he that he knows will bite him if he does poke the bear. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you have the whole situation with Jimmy Garoppolo versus Aiden O'Connell. Uh, and, you know, reports coming out of Las Vegas that Devontae likes Aiden O'Connell and that he has no plans of leaving Las Vegas. That came out, what was it, yesterday morning? I think it was. Um, so yeah. that's all fine yeah. and dandy. But I think Garoppolo is going to end up playing in this matchup. Who would you rather see if you're the Packers defense? Uh, uh, Aiden O'Connell or Jimmy Garoppolo?
2: Uh, I would rather see Jimmy Garoppolo because I think I like Aiden O'Connell, dude. Like the knock on Aiden O'Connell in college, was he's like one of those dudes that's 26 years old, he's probably a career backup. You know, kind of like Sam Hartman at Notre Dame, but in like Jake Hainer with the Saints, who's unfortunately still suspended for PDs. But Like, I like these guys. I've seen them play a bunch of college ball. I don't think that they're uh, Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert, but Aiden O'Connell's pretty good. And I would rather see Garoppolo because Garoppolo, like, is like a robot that decombusts when he has to make his second read. Like, he starts shaking, his feet get really weird. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. With Aiden O'Connell, he could get to a second read. He's younger uh he's healthier right now jimmy garoppolo's had a ton of injuries i would rather see jimmy garoppolo which is crazy to say you know veteran he's beat us before like has he really beat us before in the nfc championship game he threw nine passes they just ran the ball down our throats when he was in san francisco so i'd rather see o'connell and really quick on that man like i probably believe Devontae what he's saying it's a lot different right like rogers eventually wanted to leave because it's about his legacy with wide receivers at the end of their career like do we ever are we ever like oh man uh jerry rice is better than randy moss because he won super bowl rings nobody cares with wide receivers we only like fault quarterbacks for not winning even though it's a team sport i find that kind of crazy so if you're davante you're still getting your numbers you're rich you live at home like in las vegas in the desert i i, I believe that he does want to stay now Don't get me wrong. Like if the Kansas city chiefs came calling, I'm sure he'd be just fine going and catching balls from homes and winning the super bowl. But I think it's a little bit different for quarterbacks, man. Uh, I'm sorry, wide receivers.
1: Yep, I totally agree with you on that. All right, uh, let's go to topic number two, Curd and Long's Confident, Concerned, and Curious. Don't forget, you can download Curd Long on your Odyssey app or if you download your favorite podcast at Odyssey Sports' YouTube page, you can find the videos as well. Like, follow, subscribe, all those fun things they tell you to do. Uh, and that way, you won't miss an episode. And, and that's the most important thing, right? Uh, don't forget, we, we record Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh, and they're posted by 5 p.m. Central, each one of those three days. Uh, what are you confident in about the Green Bay Packers going into this game against the Raiders on Monday
2: night? I'm confident that they're going to score some points. I bet the over in the game. I just, I don't not like the Raiders defense whatsoever. They got one guy that I really like Max Crosby. Yep. The other guy that I really liked on their team is like mentally insane. He's out of the league right now. And I think he's in a mental institution. I hope he's in a mental institution. So, um, and that'd be Chandler Jones. So I, uh, that the packers are going to be able to have some success here i unfortunately uh well we'll get to that in a little bit here but i think they're going to look much better offensively you know the lions the lions we all talk about their offense and we talk about ben johnson their oc and how good golf looks and you know jameer gibbs and this and that lions are winning games and scary because of their defense they're getting pressure at a 36 percent rate they're a top five run defense the secondary looks much better this season with the raiders man you could attack them all over the field. This has to be an Aaron Jones game, though. I don't care how healthy he is. You at least have to have him on that field. you got to get Christian Watson involved in the offense because you're going to be able to put up 28-plus points in this game.
1: Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. You know, interesting comments uh, made by some of the Packers' offensive linemen uh, and uh, Matt LaFleur. I was reading a Milwaukee journal Settle piece earlier today. Apparently, their first day back, getting ready for this week, LaFleur went in. I told the offensive lineman that uh, he's changing, times are changing, and uh, that it's kind of on him for not sticking with the run game and not even getting it started the last game, and that they are going back to the way they played against the Bears and they will run the ball a lot more Uh, and then kind of challenge them to open up the lanes and give these guys some room to run so they can continue running the football. The offensive line kind of took it as a challenge of, we got you, coach. Yeah, sounds good. Let us tee off on some guys uh, and run the football. How long do you think this will last? Because the Raiders are horrible against the run, so it could look good on Monday night. The Broncos are might even be worse than the Raiders against the run, so the game after the bye week, it still might look good. How long do you think this goes before he abandons the run and goes back to throwing the ball every play?
2: That's a great question because it's Matt LaFleur and you just never know, man, right? Like, because week one against Chicago, I was like, oh my God, this team could win 11, yep. 12 games and could win the NFC North because of the creative play calling, the pre snap motion, the window dressing, the usage of Aaron Jones, and the less usage of A.J. Dillon. And since then, I've hated the play calling. I almost feel like, you know, like I. I feel like Matt LaFleur almost like was reading the press clippings too much that Jordan Love is this top five quarterback. And I'm not knocking Jordan Love here, but like I'm driving around D.C. this morning and I'm hearing nonsense that Jordan Love's already a top seven quarterback. Like, let's pump the brakes a little bit. This is his first year. He's only started four games. So let's just relax on all that and let's treat him like he's still, yes, a good quarterback but a young quarterback with the youngest wide receiver room in the league. It'd be different. like you said, Sparky, if you had Devontae Adams out there, okay, then drop him back 35 times against Detroit. But I don't care if it's Patrick Taylor, who it is. Like, you got to use some of these guys. If they're on your roster, if these guys are good enough to be on your roster, you got to give them a look because you see what these other teams are doing. Like with the Chiefs, you never know who's going to be out there. It could be a backup running back one week. It could be a third string tight end one week. You got to use everybody on your roster when you're a young team like Green Bay. So while I want to believe LaFleur, I got to see it to believe it because, man, this is like how many years now? Uh, you know, oh, that's not me. I got to get Aaron Jones more involved. That said, offensive line needs to be much better. Pass blocking, they've been great, other than Detroit. Run blocking has been an issue for two years now. So it, it falls on the horses up front. It's easy just to rag on LaFleur. This is a team effort.
1: I agree with you a thousand percent, no question about it. But having said that, I'm confident that Aaron Jones is going to get 100 yards rushing this week, uh, and Ooh. it's going to be a big deal because you know whoever thinks Aaron Jones is going to get 100 yards rushing. I just think yeah. that there's no more pitch count for Aaron Jones this week, so they could use it more. I think A.J. Dillon has shown he's he's not the guy, uh, and I think yeah. maybe you start to see them rely on Aaron Jones more Uh, than they probably did last year uh, in keeping him on the field and keeping A.J. Dillon off the field, Ryan Horvath. Uh, Also, don't forget, uh, we will not be recording on this Monday, even though I just said Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, but they play Monday night, so we will record on Tuesday uh, instead this week uh, and then have our little post-game podcast up on Tuesday uh, afternoon. Uh, All right, Ryan Horvath, concerned? What are you concerned about involving this Green Bay Packers team going up to Monday night against the Raiders?
2: Yeah, I'm concerned about the tackling in this game, right? Because, like, the Raiders, for as bad as they are on the defensive side of the ball, have a bunch of weapons that I really like on the offensive side of the ball. Good thing for the Packers is that Josh McDaniels is the one calling the plays. And they're not getting any of these guys other than Devontae involved in the offense. But they have a Michael Mayer. And the Packers don't really defend tight ends very well but I don't know that the Raiders know they have them because they don't use them. So that could be a good thing. Right. But like Josh Jacobs was the rushing leader last year. They're finally getting them going a little bit. So I worry, man, because you go back, you pop on the tape against Atlanta. They couldn't tackle Bijan and you know, Bijan shifty. He's younger, but again, Jacobs just led the league with over 1400 rushing yards last year. He can make guys miss. And then you have Devontae Adams. And uh, I think he's going to absolutely terrorize the Packers. I'm going to be playing the receptions prop, the receiving prop. I know for a fact he's going to score a touchdown. Even though he's dealing with an injury, he's been limited at practice, didn't practice one day this week. I think he plays in this game. It's a revenge game. So uh, that's what I'm most concerned about, the defensive side of the ball, the tackling, the coverage on Devontae Adams, Joe Barry against any offense with a pulse pretty much. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is for me.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm concerned about Devontae Adams period. Uh, because I yeah. think Devontae Adams could say that you know it's not going to be a big game with emotions. Once the whistle starts, it's just another game and so forth. You have to think Devontae Adams is telling whoever is playing quarterback, I want 12 targets. At bare minimum, I want 12. If you want to throw me the ball 20 times, throw me the ball 20 times. Nobody out there is going to guard me. Stokes can't guard me. Rajul Douglas, there's no way he can keep up with me. Uh, and Jair, I got him. Just throw me the damn football and I'll win us this football game by ourselves. Like, I'm concerned he goes for like 10 and 150 in this game or something crazy like that. And if that happens, they very well could lose this game to the Raiders.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that's what's going to happen. I think I don't know about losing to the Raiders, but I do think he's going off for 10 and 150. I mean, if, as long as Devontae's out there, he's healthy. He goes off for 10 and 150 every week, 7 and 140. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, that's just his as average. That line, nothing's changed with Devante just because he's a couple of years older. Like he hasn't lost a step at all. If anything, I don't think he's human. I think he gets better every year. Still, so I think that's a real concern, man. This defense against all those weapons—it's going to be a high-scoring game. Just don't like turn the ball over if you're the Packers. Uh, easier said than done, I know, but like that's how you lose this game. You give the Raiders short fields. You turn the ball over in a game where maybe you're not going to get a whole bunch of stops. But I don't know, man, because Joe Barry also, Said that he was going to change up the run defense. They were going to do this and that. It, it, we've been talking about this team for like twelve days since we've last seen them play a football game. So, I, I don't know. <laughs> I
1: uh, then we get to curious, uh, and I'll I'll start at curious. I'm curious to see uh, whether or not uh, they are going to start throwing more, more more. I can talk more balls uh, towards the tight end position uh, than they have already in the past. If you look at this offense with Watson. Uh, and Romeo Dobbs, uh, Jaden Reed, uh, those three, and then Samari Touré to a to a degree. Th- this should allow for Musgrave to have I don't know six, seven, eight targets a game, something in that area. You know he's practicing, so he's not in concussion protocol anymore. He'll be ready to go on Monday night. I-, I just think if you give Musgrave seven or eight targets a week, he's going to get you. You know, 60, 70 yards every week, and maybe a touchdown because he's that difficult to guard for opposing defenses and I think him getting hurt in that last game early on against the Lions really hurt the Packers' game plan as far as what they wanted to do because the Lions have struggled covering tight ends in the past, uh, and I think that was probably part of the game plan that they wanted to exploit. And, uh, you know, with all due respect to the other tight ends on that team, they're not Luke Musgrave, uh, and it kind of took them out of their game plan a little bit. Uh, What are you curious to see going into this game?
2: Oh, yeah, no respect to the other tight ends for me. Like, DeGuara can't play. I know he had some receptions wide open in that game, but, like, I'm not a DeGuara guy. At all. That experiment needs to end. I don't care if he has four catches and garbage time against the Detroit Lions. Yeah. I mean, like, I think he was going to be involved a lot more in that game plan. Like you said, the Lions can't cover tight ends. Raiders can't really cover tight ends either. If he stays healthy, if he doesn't get concussed, he's going to get at least six, seven targets because he's clearly the best tight end in that room and probably one of their better playmakers, you know? I mean, so I, I, I agree there. I'm uh you know, like I said, man, I'm, I'm i'm confident that they're gonna score some points right i'm concerned about the defensive side of the ball what i'm curious about is going to be how they defend Devonte adams really in this game you know um and just what they do differently i guess on the defensive side of the ball because joe barry talked a big game this week says you know we got to be better against the run matt lafleur is saying things like that and matt lafleur like, that's what I'm most curious about, right, is to see, like, what if they do give up 400 total yards, 500 total yards, something crazy in this game? Then what? Because Matt LaFleur rarely ever throws his guys or his coaching staff under the bus, and I kind of thought that he did that last For Monday, sure Thursday night, whenever yeah. the hell that was. Yep. Yeah, so that's what I'm curious to see. What adjustments are made? What adjustments can you make? Because, like, you're not bringing new talent in, and these guys, some like they don't look like they could tackle. Um That's what I'm most curious about. Like what can what changes can be made and if if you know it goes badly again, do you do anything about it, I guess?
1: You know, the crazy part about this schedule is the Packers had that short turnaround. They lost to the Lions fine. But then they get a long break, ten days, whatever it is, eleven days, before they have to play again on Monday night. And then they get a bye week after that Monday night game. And then it's the Broncos. I mean, these three weeks right here are where you kind of get yourself right for the last stretch of the season where you don't have another bye week obviously coming up. That's a huge deal as far as trying to get guys healthy uh, and back on the same page. I mean, you're going to have Watson and Jones and Musgrave. They're all going to be out there hopefully for the whole game without having to be on pitch counts. It doesn't sound like uh, going forward with Jordan Love. And now again, Elton Jenkins is expected to be back at left guard. So the only guy that's not going to be a regular uh, is Rasheed Walker, and he's going to have to be the regular left tackle more than likely the rest of the year. So pretty much you're going to be at full strength of what you'll look like the rest of the season coming up uh, on this game Monday night.
2: Yeah, this is a big stretch for the Packers because these are winnable games. You lose these games season over, in my opinion, man. If you can't beat the Raiders, granted, it's a road game. Uh, you've got extra time to prepare for this game. The defense isn't very good. They're not very well coached. Like, LaFleur needs to outcoach McDaniels. He needs to outcoach Sean Payton. Like, these are the games that you need to win. So, we'll see, though. I think we're going to learn a lot about the Broncos this week, too. And I think they're going to beat the Jets. I, I don't know how uh, Sean Payton loses a game to Nathaniel Hackett after running his mouth like that. So, we'll find out a lot about this team the next couple weeks. Uh, this podcast is going to be really tough to do if they don't beat the Raiders and the Broncos. I'll tell you that, though, because I don't feel good about the rest of the schedule because these two teams are, are, are dumb.
1: All right, let's go to the third one, Ryan's college and pro picks. Would you like to start with college or pro?
2: <laughs> let's go uh, pro actually today uh, because I, I I unfortunately had like all my stuff wiped out of my computer, which really sucks because it's my whole life. So let's go pro and let's start with, I like the Cowboys. I know I bet them at four. I'd probably bet them all the way down to three. I think the Cowboys actually beat the Niners game of the week, Sunday night football San Francisco on paper looks really good, but there are some things like if you dive into the metrics that aren't great for them. They only have one offensive lineman that's grading out above replacement level right now. That's Trent Williams, who's still really good. Nobody's talking about it because Kyle Shanahan's a genius. Brock Purdy's getting rid of the ball really quickly. They have Christian McCaffrey. They have Debo Samuel. They have Brandon Ayuk. They have all these weapons. But uh, you know, when you go against Dallas, man, they got the number one pass rush in the league. So I think this week, the one way to attack the Dallas defense is usually across the middle, but Debo Samuel's beat up. And if Dallas is getting constant pressure, I think San Francisco is going to have to use George Kittle more as a blocker and pass protection. So that kind of limits what you could do across the middle. And Dallas, man, I mean, I like Dallas a lot. Michael Gallup, two back-to-back 60-yard performances, looks healthy for the first time since 2019. Brandon Cooks, finally healthy. They got to use Tony Pollard more offensive line. One of the best in the league. I like Dallas to win this game and look at how their seasons ended the last two years, losing to San Francisco in the playoffs. So revenge game. I at least like the points with the Cowboys against the Niners. I think this Brock Purdy talk is insane. Not saying he's not a good quarterback, but he's not better than Dak. I'm sorry. Um, College. I know I like the under in Oklahoma, Texas. I bet that one, I want to say it's still 60 and a half. I just, man, like, it's the Red River shootout. I feel like everybody's going to want to bet the over here, but these two defenses are really good. They're both top 10 in the country. Texas's defense is really good. You can't run the ball on them. Are you going to be able to hit them with the explosive passing plays down the field? I'm not quite sure with Dylan Gabriel at quarterback. So I like the under in the Red River. River, I could talk today. Shootout, 60 and a half. And uh, one last one. I'm going to take the points with Louisville against my Notre Dame fighting Irish. Notre Dame's schedule is just brutal this year, man. How do you continue to get up for these games? Three weeks ago, Ohio State, you lose in heartbreaking fashion. Last week against Duke, you need a last-second touchdown just to beat Duke on the road, college game days there. Now this week, you go on the road, you play Louisville. Jeff Brom's had 11 days to prepare for this game. I'm a big Jeff Brom fan. Louisville's undefeated. They don't have the talent like Notre Dame does. But they've had extra time to prepare, and I think Notre Dame wins, but I thought six and a half was way too many points. So that's when I bet. And then I'll have the rest of my picks, of course, on the show on Saturday. Hopefully I can get my computer back and uh, check my bet slips. This week's really weird in college. Not a whole lot for me.
1: Yeah, Saturday morning, uh, 8 a.m. Central Time on 1250 a.m. The Fan, of course, 9 Eastern on all your BetQL uh, radio stations around the country. Just look it up, uh, whatever market you're in. At your BetQL QL station and you figure out uh, what time he's on at uh, Ryan Horvath tailgate yeah, to kick crazy. off that Niner Cowboy game. I just think it's simple. I think Al Shanahan owns Mike McCarthy. He owned him when he was in Green Bay and he still owns him in Dallas. And I don't I don't necessarily think that changes anytime soon. I really don't.
2: Hey, well, he can own him. He just I hope he doesn't win by three points. I hope he wins <laughs> by two if he's gotta beat him. I d I, I don't know. I, I like the Cowboys quite a bit this year. I think they win the Super Bowl. I think they could go to the Super Bowl. They gotta stay healthy though. That's what this week comes down to. Yes, I mean I like them a lot more when they had their best cover corner and Travion Diggs, but he's out for the year. So yeah, I think they got man, like they got to win this game, Dallas. They're they're talking a big game this week, so we'll see.
1: Yeah, we will find out how that whole thing plays out. What are the weekend plans for Ryan Horvat? Is it you a couch and a TV, pretty much, or do you actually have something else going
2: on? It's my birthday this weekend. Actually, my dad coming up today. Yeah, I tried to take the day off. They didn't give it to me. Instead, they gave me more work. Today, so what is but, that? You know that
1: is, is Monday your birthday? When's your birthday?
2: Monday. Yeah. So I wanted to uh, go to the game. Actually, I was hoping to go to Vegas for this one. I mean, my favorite team's playing in my favorite uh, place on the planet. So I wanted to go to that game. Oh yeah. I guess, you know what, man? Like I'm betting, uh, I'm betting the, I'm betting the over in the Packers Raiders game for one more that I could throw out there. There's going to be a bunch of points scored, not going to bet the side in that game, but yeah, I'm just going to relax this weekend and watch a bunch of football, great college slate. I just, it's one of those weekends where I really want to watch the games. I don't want to bet on them a lot because uh, I could see a lot of these going like either way this week.
1: How often does that happen to you during a college football season where you just don't have a lot of strong takes on games?
2: Not very often. Usually I've had like way too many bets. It's just like this week, a lot of these games are close to pick them. So, you know, it's tough. And a lot of these numbers get beat up early. So like I like Texas A&M when they were 3 point off, they're down to like one
1: that's the problem. I'm- Uh-oh. I think we lost uh, Ryan Horvat. That's okay. Uh, thanks to Ryan Horvath for joining us. No biggie there. That'll do it for another edition of Kurt and Long. Don't forget, you always know, watch uh, these videos on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Like, follow, subscribe, uh, and then mm-hmm. download them on the Odyssey uh, app or download them wherever you download uh, your favorite podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Kern and Long. Again, Packers, Raiders, Monday Night Football. We will not be doing another podcast Monday afternoon leading up to the game because that just is pointless at this point. Uh, so our next podcast will record at uh, probably noon on Tuesday Central Time. We'll be live on the Odyssey Sports YouTube 2 page uh, and then it'll drop uh, later that afternoon and you can hear the uh, post-game wrap-up with Ryan Horvath and myself from that MGM tonight. Follow Ryan Horvath on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. And you can follow me at Sparky Radio. Enjoy the rest of your day uh, and have a good weekend, everyone. We'll talk to you again on Tuesday. Toodles!